It's Mind of the Modern Man podcast, episode five. That's right, we've made it to five. I'm KP, and in this episode, Matt and I are going to discuss how a modern man in his 40s keeps in touch with his friend Bass, or at least we try to, uh, with distance, family, jobs, other responsibilities. You know, how do we make time to be sure our friends know they are important to us too? As always, you can listen to our episodes and read our articles on our website, mindofthemodernman.wordpress.com, and find us on all the social media. Now, into the mind of the modern man. Let's go. I just want to start off by saying that I am an utter failure at this topic. I But, but look at us now. I know, but okay. Let me just say this. <laughs> I love you. We yeah. met doing a play where I met my wife. Yes. I met a bunch of my friends while doing that play. They are awesome. all friends from the second half of my life. The friends from the first half of my life, or the time I call before my father died, I struggle so bad with keeping in touch. And, and here's, here's a story that just happened to me. Literally, my best friend in the world, my brother, someone who is with me for every good and bad thing in my life, mm-hmm. um, had moved away, had had a family and moved away. And, you know, that's just how things happen. Um, we just haven't spoken in years. And he finally got a new Matt Y in his phone from his work. To parallel the Matt Y that I am in his phone. And he texted me, texting to the other guy about getting people on this bus, blah, 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 all of this stuff. (laughs) And I texted back. I was like, listen, you totally sent this to the wrong guy, but I hope everything with the bus goes well. And we, (laughs) we chatted back and forth, both saying that we're awful human beings and that we really need to reconnect and all of this stuff. And literally we had a text conversation, the first one we've had in, I wanna say four years, based on an accident. Yeah. That's how, I was gonna swear, that's how bad I am at keeping (laughs) in touch. I don't know what it is, but I just am the worst. But do you feel, so, I mean, we'll get deep right off the front, and that's perfectly I, that's, fine. That's the way I work. Let me, let, me, let me ask you a question about, do you feel it's because this friend of yours is not sharing in the life experiences? They're not part of your life right now. They're not in your job. They're not local. They're not someone that you can hang out with. They're not part of your hobbies now. You know, this person is somewhere else Absol- and doing something else. And, and so it's just easy to kind of lose that touch. Absolutely. But on the other hand, when he had moved away, I always considered it, and I was never upset with him for moving away, but I always considered the difficulty put on me. I was losing my best friend. My best friend was moving away. I'm the one who just has to bear down and figure out how to to go along without having my best friend or whatever that was. It never occurred to me until like, I want to say five years ago, that perhaps it could have been difficult for him too. Like I just, I never in my mind. You stayed in your world. Your world remained the same. His world became all new. 
Right. But I never considered that it, it was difficult for him. Like I just, not, mm. not in a mean way or not in a, um, I mean, it wasn't a selfish way, almost a narcissistic way, but it never occurred to me that it could have been as difficult for him as it was for me. I just figured I was the one getting the bad deal and I just had to deal with it, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think you're right, but I also think like there's no reason that I can't share those things with him that he's not involved with. I mean, he are you guys? Was, on, is he on social media with you or? Yes, but like he doesn't give. Uh, uh, he doesn't care about that stuff that much, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not on Facebook and and promoting shows and. Um, putting up pictures and you know, it's just, that's just not, uh, he does every once in a while, but that's just not his thing. So, um, every once in a while I'll get a like, or he'll make a comment and, and all of that. Um, but like, there's no reason that, that I couldn't share any of the things that happened with me, with him. He was the kid in high school who said to me, um, who, when he was going with, through real problems and I was going through, um, like rich kid, stupid problems. He said, it never, it never makes a difference. If it's important to you and it's, it's upsetting to you, then I want to hear about it. You know, and this was at, yeah. a, at a time where he was really going through some issues. So hey, there's no reason. I mean, it's, it's on me. It's totally on me to have sure. not reached out or shared these things. Um, so, you know, it it makes me it makes me sad. I I, uh, I definitely feel like a, a failure at that. So many of my friends nowadays are not people who uh, knew my father. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're all newer friends. Um, and even then, it's if I'm not doing a play or something, sometimes it's tough to to uh, connect. You know, I think the closest friendships are always created through shared experiences so whether that be you know schooling or whether that be college whether it be a a job that you're at for a long time you know those are the kind of things that that create those friendships because you're kind of you're you're serving the same purpose you're all have the same headstrong thing going forward or they're your neighbors you grew up across the street from each other or or what have you and i think that if you have that strong background and it remains the same, it's so much easier. It's when that background changes. So you think about, you know, we talk about the modern man. You talk about being 40 and now you've got a wife. So in all, you know, for all purposes, you've married your new best friend. Yeah. So you've married the person that you've decided, I want to share every aspect of my life with. Let me just say too that my wife right now is out to dinner with her old friends. There you go. Like she's doing it well. So so maybe she should do this because she understands how to do it. But, you know, so for instance, I mean, my story to, to talk a little bit, you know, I lived in one part of the state where um, my my friend world was created. Um, and my friends all come from, for the most part, from doing theater. I have one high school friend that I stay in touch with, and that's John, who, again, is not on this call. Um, but, you know, 
John and I stay, talk to each other via messenger or text message right. every single day. We know exactly what's happening in each other's lives every single day of what we're doing. And you started um, a blog together. So that's, and, and we started a blog together and then I added you to the blog because I missed you. And so well, that's nice I knew you. that, I knew that the three voices would work well together, even though we've been do, we've been doing podcasts without each other. Um, and, and you and you knew too. If you didn't reach out to me, you'd probably lose me because I stink at this. <laughs> no, that's why fantasy baseball from uh, two podcasts ago. That's, uh, that's why true. we stay we stick together because of that. But you know, so I moved an hour and a half away from that world. Right. I moved with my wife, my best friend. I moved. Then I had kids. And so I don't have the ability to drop and run. Uh, right. I think we've talked about this in a couple blog posts on our site. Right. Like to make plans to see someone at this level of life is difficult to do. No matter how much you want to do this kind of thing and how much you say, all right, well, I have to make time to see X, Y, Z. It just doesn't happen. Um, I consider myself a pretty good friend of your wife as well. Yes. You know, like you said, we all met together in that right. same show and we kind of grew up through the local community scene together in that world. Yep. Um, you know, I was at your guy's wedding, you were in my guy, you were at my wedding, you know. Yep. Um and but I never get to really even chat with her because there's no fantasy baseball involved. No. There there's no podcast involved. No. Um and now and now and, so, and she she's working so much now that you you used to be able to find her on on Facebook every once in a while, and you guys would have a chat. Right. But even right. that's become more difficult, right? And and you know, it's very difficult because you now live probably closer to two hours from where I am. Um, John lives in California, across this the country. We're on the East Coast; he's on the West Coast. Right. You know, and it's difficult to say, all right, so we've got two wives, two husbands. Between us, we have four kids. Um, how are we going to make all of this work to be able to find a time that we can just hang out and, and talk and, or go to dinner even. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult to do. Um, you know, you and I might be able to escape and say, let's catch the new star Wars at some point. Right. But even last year when we, you know, we did a, I think we did an 1130 PM star Wars viewing. You weren't going to come because you had promised your older son that you would take him to see it. Right. Right. You know, so they're like, those are those things that even though we have these shared experience, shared experiences, we have this experience, you know, that we both kind of are, are crazy geeks about Star Wars, that that doesn't always work. And so, you know, I find it difficult that my old life an hour and a half away is still kind of going on. Yeah. You know, my family is still your, there. Your they're ex, still, your they're still girlfriend is still living and dating and. You know, yeah, you know, but I mean, as like, a metaphor, so, as a know, metaphor, my family, my family continues to have dinner together, but I'm not there. Right. Um, you know, and now it's to the point where, I mean, you don't want to start having cats in the cradle play, but, you know, to find a day to get down there even to visit is tough with two kids. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I live on a farm like a Saturday and a Sunday are really important to be able to do work all day during right. the summertime. Right. Which and which so, is the time that most people are, are visiting or whatever. Right. Uh, and it's an hour, it's an hour time. and a half drive. You're like, it's an hour and a half drive. Just get in the car. Right. It's like, okay, well, that's a three hour round trip and it's your whole day. Yeah. So you have to say, all right, now I have to do twice as much work on Sunday or twice as much work on Saturday, whatever day you visit. And it's difficult. It, it's very difficult to do those things. And so you lose the same feeling and then you start to feel bad. You're like, I used to be able to go to Chili's anytime I wanted and go see my buddies. I know, but that's and, probably a good thing. 
It, it is that because I don't have Chili's. I don't have buffalo sauce running through my veins anymore. That's that's uh, good. I'm much healthier since I left. Right, because you're up at the farm. <laughs> you but, have farm but, fresh food now. But you know, like I mean, it was uh, maybe about a year ago. Um, there was this core group of friends of ours, and it was it was three of us and a, and a girl, and we always would get together all the time. And there was a they all went to dinner. Their spouses they all went to dinner, and it was the first time I wasn't even invited. Because I've just always said no since I moved away. So the three of them all went out to dinner with their spouses because they all live close to each other. And I wasn't invited. Not in a in a in a morose way of like oh my god they no. forgot about me that's not it at all they just knew there's no way that keith can get down here on a tuesday night with his wife right. when he's got these two little kids they're three and one it's not like we can just say all right guys take care of yourself well you can um, but then you would be arrested yeah so you know it's really hard so the, what i've been trying to do is i mean thank goodness for texting Thanks goodness, because it's like I listen. I don't. I I love you so much, but I don't have time to pick up the phone to have a twenty minute conversation with you. But I want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Yeah. No. To- I, wanna, I, I totally. I want to check in. I, I totally and, agree. And it's, social it's media, for as for as evil as it can be, social media is fantastic. And actually, I've 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 pared down my Facebook so well that it's really just the people I want to know about right. are still popping up on my, there's lots of people that I am still friends with, but I don't follow them anymore. Right. Um, they don't know it if they're listening to this and I haven't, I feel so bad that no, you're probably no. one of the 10 listeners of this, but like, are oh, you still following those see... people though? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. If they're listening, I definitely, oh, of course there's, they've definitely made it through. Yeah, You wouldn't unfollow but, those people. No, no. But that's where you share Oh, wow, their kids are getting so big. Oh, wow, right. they did this to their house. And you don't have to talk about it, but you can text and say, hey, nice new car. Yeah. Hey, we, I saw you put a playground in your yard. Cool. We actually, we just moved into a new house and would be a perfect um, vehicle for inviting people over and sharing one of those moments. Um, and we just can't get our stuff together enough to uh, have a barbecue and invite people yeah. over. And, and share the new house with people and see what they're up to. I mean, it, it's it's almost fundamental in me to, I don't know, maybe maybe my subconscious is, is uh, but you remember, preventing me bef- from doing it. No, before we had kids, it was easier. And I'm not blaming on the kids. I love my kids. Totally, totally. But, but, but before, still, I before, was lousy at Before it. any of us had kids... You know, you guys lived, we all lived close and you guys, we would get together and we had a night, we had a night where we pulled all together our thespian friends and we read aloud from scripts from sports night. Yes. That wouldn't happen now. No. As much as we'd like that to happen, that doesn't happen now. Yeah. I remember you guys had a barbecue because you decided you wanted to make 20 different kinds of sliders. That's true. And you made all these amazing sliders. That couldn't happen now. No. Well, because it, they, it, like, you'd make three sliders, but they had to be what your kids wanted. And this one's only ketchup. Well, you, know, you were making like these extravagant. See, we would still do sliders. that because my kids don't eat anything. So I wouldn't expect oh. them to eat even the plain slider. You know? Oh, no. One would have well, a now grilled cheese. On that. And one would have. Oh, we're working on it. All right. We are trying. <laughs> But it's very I think there's difficult. a blog post about. I wrote a blog post about that on the site. You go read that. I should pro- I should probably read the things that you write. Yes, you probably should. No, it's they're you know they're difficult that way. But I I don't know I I 
I would be interested in, in any feedback for how people do it. You know, I, um, yeah. So many of my close friends, you know, ones, you know, ones in California, ones in Chicago, ones in Atlanta, all of these things, these people who were the other half of my brain, who were my everything, who we used to say stuff like, ah, we don't have to spend time together right now. We're always going to be friends. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we're Facebook friends now and they have totally different lives and I have a different life, but I, if I had just reached out just a little bit over the years, I would feel more connected to it all, you know? And right now, yeah. all it is is it's history. There's all this history that um, is swimming in my head. And my life right now doesn't, doesn't even know it, you know? Um, do you I, find, if you ever get the chance to reconnect with any of those people... When you sit down with them, you're like, you know, they write, hey, I'm going to be home for the holidays. Do you guys want to grab a drink or something? And you say, yeah, I'm going to make that happen. D is it like you'd never separated or is it awkward or have you had any kind of experience like that? I would think now it would be awkward. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine that we go right back into that same thing. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Um but even I've got a, a high school reunion coming up and I don't plan on going, you know, I, I'm too many people would that they? I, I just would you did. go. So the best friend that you were talking about earlier, um, the, the one that you accidentally texted you, yes. if that, that person texted you and said, Hey, I'm coming back for the reunion. Would you go? I would, um, I would definitely consider it, but yeah, but I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, that's always my thing is if, cause my big reunion is coming up, I think in a year or two, I'm a couple years younger than you. <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't if, look it. If, well, that's, that's to be seen. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> everybody says it. Oh, okay. Sorry. They're all talking about it. I'm cherubic. I'm like a cherub with a beard. Oh, okay. Cherubic. Yes. Is, is that an actual saying? It is. Now it, it is. is. It's a cherubic cube. Um, if John were to say, yeah, all right, I'm coming back for that reunion, I'd go. And that's the only reason I'd go. Yeah. I, I mean, my best friend in high school is not John. My best friend in high school is someone that I keep vague touch with on Facebook. Right. Um, you know, recently he has a big life uh, moment come up and I sent him a message and we exchanged really nice messages back and forth. But there's not really beyond sharing each other's lives on social media, a friendship there. Right. Um, right. And, and that's hard. You know, so it, it is. I mean, things change and go back and forth. And and I don't know. I don't know if trying harder is really the answer to that. I don't know if that would solve anything because we have a lot going on. Yeah, we just really do. We have so much, you know, so much in the world now is you have to be busy because yeah unbusy people are seen in a negative light. So we constantly keep ourselves busy to the point where you blink and it's six months late. I can't believe that, you know, days are flying off the calendar so fast. I can't believe my son is already three, three and a half. Like, yeah. And your kids are older. I imagine to you, that was a blink because, you know, we were talking about reading sports night. And then I remember fairly soon after that, you know, finding out that your wife was pregnant and that seems like yesterday, but it wasn't because your son's nine. 
Yeah, I don't know that that feels like yesterday to me, but but uh, you know, I, we were looking through old videos the other day um, that we had taken, um, and we're so we should back up all of that stuff because so much of the the memories of our kids are are digital now. Um, yeah. But it was it was nice to go back. It it does feel quick. There's there's no doubt that it does feel much quicker than it than it did. So I part of my struggle, I think, was uh, when my father passed away. Um, mm-hmm. He died of cancer. He was like 54. He was way too young, and he was like the center of our our world. Just a big. It, my people used to talk about him as being like an event. You know, yeah, he's very charismatic and all of that. But when he passed, a, a lot of my friends, we were, you know, in our 20s and it was hard to be reminded of death. And so it, it became very difficult for them to reach out to me. And I was in no shape to ask for what I needed. Yeah. And so I think a lot of my my close friends, it felt, there felt like a real strain between us. And, hmm. you know, I was dealing with grief and anger being one of those stages of grief. Um, it was easy to, to shut them out because I didn't, didn't have them taking care of me, you know? Yeah. Not like they knew how to do it or that I asked for it or any of that stuff. But um, so I think that be- that became the, the first gap I really had with with my older friends because I felt so alone, you know? Yeah. These yeah. people who I, I, I thought would be with me forever weren't. And it's not their fault. It, it was this. It was the situation we all we all do our best. You know, um, sure. And I think that's the same thing. It's, you know, we talk about shared experiences up till now. We've been talking about happy experience, but that's an experience that you needed someone to share with you to to be with you and and have their arm around your shoulders. Right. And and I will say my my one friend, my friend Eric uh, was there for all of it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So to not have everybody else and then have him move away uh, was really hard to recover from. And I don't think I could, you know, I think I mended those bridges, but not really. You know, it was never the same after that. Um, so it's yeah. hard. I mean, I, I th- believe me, I, 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 I'm not looking for, for sympathy. It's, it's 16 <laughs> years, 17 years since, since that happened. And although it's always difficult and it changes um uh, life has moved forward and and all of that and i i still remain very um deficient at reaching out to people what what Um, what what do you think you could change like what do you think like if someone said all right if i said all right matt so after this talk i want you to have two action items of something that you think that could help is there anything you think could help i think i'd I think if anything, I'd like to write an actual letter, Ooh. you know, um, yeah, get an address and write an actual letter. Although what I would write about would feel so, um, heavy 
and um, weighted. Yeah. That I, I don't know that that's a good idea either. Could I just write a, hey, this is what's going on letter? I don't know. You it's know? like the letter that people put in Christmas cards. You know, yeah. my, my parent, our parents' generation, that's what they do. They, they send a Christmas card and they include a two page typed letter of, and the kids are doing this and the grandkids are doing this and it's fantastic. And, right. and Dave just retired from the but like, like, business after 37 years. What I think would be important though is my expectations for what would happen. You know, I can't hold um, the expectations to be something grand or like a rebirth of this friendship i would have to do it just in satisfaction of my own um need to do it you know well and here's the here's the big question do you have room in your life to add another friendship like that well i i again i don't think that i can i can expect any of that stuff you know i i but even if you could so even if someone said all right you want to hang out more let's do it do you, do you have that time in your life to be able to do that? Um, I could, uh, I think if I advocate for myself, yeah, yeah, I, I could. I mean, it, it'd be tight, but I, I'd have to advocate for myself and I'd have to, you Make know, the time. Yeah. I can't you find be, I a could way. be lazy yep. about it. Um, right. That's definitely key. I mean, if you, people say, all right, well, give us some tips. The big tip is you can't be lazy. Like if you want, if, if you want your friendship to, you know, to be Facebook status likes back and forth and that's fine and yeah. that's lazy. But if you really truly want this person to be a part of your life and you really want to spend time in the presence of this person, you cannot be lazy about it. You can't be passive, you know? No way. You, you have to ask for it and you have to make it happen. And, and my big tip, and I think I wrote this somewhere else is you got to plan ahead. We're, we're no longer at the point in our life where we can just show up somewhere in two days. It's got to be, hey, next month on Thursday, the whatever, if, can yeah. we do X, Y, Z? Yeah. And that that's going to be, that's how it's going to work. Because on the other side of the phone, for the most part, is probably someone else who's got their own kids and their own lives and right. their own everything else, too, that are also trying to make it work. Right. I mean, you, you really have to create a, put it into your schedule, which is not a strength of mine. You know, it's just, it's not. Schedules are usually things that are outside of me that I adapt to, you know? I mean, when I I direct a show and I have to make a schedule, even then I I always get flack for for some sort of insufficiency. Um, But you have to. You you can't just fly by the seat of your pants. No, you have to. It has to be a strong, concerted effort. It has to be, and then you also have to, and this is the really hard part, and this is how I kind of I kind of sh- watershed my Facebook page. If I saw you on the street, would I stop and have a conversation with you because I was truly interested about what's going on in your life? And there was a lot of people on the list that I was like, mm, no. And Weird. it's not rude. It's not being selfish. It's not that my time's more important than yours. It's just... Like we weren't that close to start with. Right. Well, it's <laughs> and, a, and so, but, but the people that you're close with now, it has to be a concerted effort and there's, there's going to be work involved. And if it's worth it, you make it happen. Right. It's, I mean, we look, you look, we talked about fantasy baseball a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and the auction is the hardest thing. Cause it's 10 adult guys 
all around the same age. Some of them older than us, some of us a little bit younger than us, but they all have families. They all have responsibilities. They all have other hobbies. They all got everything to find one day in the spring that you know is coming. Right. But that everyone can do it is nearly impossible. Well, we plan it months and months ahead, you know, and it's still nearly impossible. Yeah. I had to leave early. This year, we had you had to leave early, and we had an owner who got stuck in an airport somewhere and couldn't make it at all. Let's uh... say that that was the truth. But <laughs> yes, yes, it was the truth. It had to be right. But you know, like so, so, I mean, and it's the kind of thing where the auction used to be over, and we'd all stand around and chat and talk in the parking lot or in the driveway or afterwards for another hour, two hours, three hours. Soon as it's over, now we are jetting because go. all of us have to get back to our other life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It is hard. But like, I guess anything that's really worthwhile is hard, you know? And you know what? We said at the beginning, you know, we said at the very beginning that how do we keep these friendships or at least try to? And I think that that's that's the answer is you have to try. Yeah. And then you do. Because <laughs> Yoda said Yoda said there's no try, but you have to. Yeah. There there is try and you have to make it you have to try and make it work. But and, and just could, be yeah. and just because it's hard doesn't mean it, you shouldn't do it, you know? That's so true. All right, buddy. Good let's talk. Close this, let's close this thing out. Bring us home, Matt. Remember, you can find more of our stories at mindofthemodernman.wordpress.com and on social media. Remember, like my father always said, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we all might win by fearing to attempt. Yes, my father was Will Shakespeare. This has been the Mind of the Modern Man podcast.